This is the real action, the pot party. The trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. Outside the boundaries of their phony world of kicks is the ever-present possibility of discovery. This must be avoided at all costs, for discovery brings with it the penalties of society, shame, arrest, prison. So destroy the evidence, leave not a trace, burn it in paper trash. That way they can deny possessing the illegal marijuana. This podcast contains swearing, and themes of violence, drugs, sexual humor, organized crime, torture, and murder. Discretion is advised. Fuck. <laughs> Hi, it's Jacob. <laughs> it's Mason. And welcome to the podcast. Um, today we're actually going to be starting off with a couple of stories, but we're going to segue into Joker somehow, like the new movie that fucking just came out. It's going to be pretty sick. Um... So we're gonna start off with a story from Mason first. We're gonna we're gonna hear his college experiences. Go for it, Mason. So uh, I'm in the ASU marching band, and basically because of that, not only do I get free access into most sports games, hell yes, uh, I also get some free friends that that are like totally convenient for me to be a part of right now. <laughs> um, but side away from that. We uh, just had a huge game against, I don't even remember who, obviously it was a big important part of my life. Um, but it, what was super cool about it was that we ended up winning by like four points in the last 30 seconds of the game, and our true freshman quarterback scored the last, scored the touchdown to get ahead. So I, I mean, I have never seen that many people get so hyped up that quickly before well how many people do you think in the crowd were like high or drunk to be very honest oh dude um let's see the student section counts (laughs) (laughs) so Um, the student section fully was high or drunk probably i'm gonna say probably I, i mean like what's the probability of a student a singular student if you just pick them randomly in the student section if they were high or drunk, what was the probability of that? I want to say it's probably 50%. 50%? Mm. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. That's fucking hype, <laughs> dude. <laughs> well, I that's mean, sick. The, the thing is that, like, if you're a student, they check your, like, well, it's not just if you're a student, but if you're going into that stadium, they check all of your stuff, which really? is super annoying. Yeah, they check all of your stuff because the security team is, like, off the Hell hook there. So even, like, with us, with all of our marching band stuff, we're, like, trying to take all of our section's bags. So, like, for me... Oh, do I have to check the marching band stuff, too? Yes! What the fuck? Yeah, it's... So it's, like, you're not smuggling shit in? Yeah, but, I mean, there's, like, close to 20 people in my section, and I think only four of us carry bags up there. So all of us are holding, like, five bags each. Sometimes even more, because they're like, oh, you're a freshman, and you're, like, a little skinny, limp spaghetti noodle. Maybe you should, like, not hold so many. And I'm like, you know, you're probably right. So they, like, hold more out of respect for me, and I'm just, like, super grateful that they do that. But we go to get checked in, and the security people are like, what what is in these bags? And we're like, freaking the stuff that we need to survive for the next four hours well, of our life you're usually you dumbass. going like you're going through a different entrance than other people right uh or are you going through the like because you're part of the band section so are you going through like a different designated like zone for like no we're band? going through oh. like well like we're going entrance? through like a main entrance but like way early in the game okay so can't you explain to them that you're the band students and that you just get in don't you already don't they already know that because you're giving them a card or some shit like well we have we have most of our uniform on like we have our asu band shirt that's sponsored by then why Adidas. do they have to fucking te- like check your bags what are you exactly gonna fucking do? get fucking crunk on the field while you're watching the game <laughs> do people still use crunk is that still a relevant word i don't even know what you're talking fucking about so based off crunk. of that i'm gonna say no yeah it's, it's no no longer relevant fuck what are the fucking kids saying nowadays 
I'm I don't know. <laughs> Shit, aren't we kids? Yeah, we are kids. You're correct. Ugh. <clears throat> so, then how do people... Because I know colleges, people sneak in shit. I'm wondering, because do they do, like, body checks or no? Like, I don't down? think they do body checks, but I know okay. that you have to walk through a metal detector, and I don't think it's the... Oh, that's the, easy the, as pie. That is yeah, easy but as I don't pie. think it's, like, people are, like, sneaking things, or, like, the students are. I think it's definitely more, like, the adults... <clears throat> get to either sneak stuff in or they bring stuff and they have the, they give the stuff to, the, to, like to give to other people yeah well i could be is, totally wrong like students, because it's you can just like hide drugs in like your um the, everything <laughs> yeah everything your asshole your <laughs> underneath your hat um in your waistband of your fucking underwear in your foam finger <laughs> oh you're right I don't do they check that I don't know dude I just wear the the polyester uniform and move where I, I would test move. that out like I'm not testing that out I'd test that out <laughs> um <laughs> anyway so the game was really intense so like what else like happened was there like any like any other high point in the game where it was just like freshman <laughs> not really so basically, from what I've seen is that whenever we think we're going to like steamroll a team, it ends yeah. up being like the slowest, most boring game we ever have to like sit through. And then when we ever think that we're going that we're going to get destroyed or it's going to be like a harder game, we always end up destroying the other team. Jesus. So, I don't want to say that we want to like not so have our hopes like... up at the beginning. But so you it's know, like a it's pretty game until you actually win. Oh, for sure, we have um, no idea what to expect. Were, were there like some hype moments though before like you even knew you were gonna win? Like some kid got like his ass beat or something. There was a few tackles where I was like, "Oh damn, that must have hurt." Oh yeah, that's what I like to see. That's why I watch hockey. <laughs> I like people getting hurt. <laughs> I, I swear I'm not. Yeah, there's there was a few of those hits where like you know you see it, and all of a sudden the person's that was like running at him at like a full sprint is now down on the ground like in a matter of not even a second. Oh yeah. And you're like, oh, oh shit. I, I love seeing those impacts. It's like watching car crash videos on YouTube. Yeah, it's just it so is satisfying. When you have a six <laughs> foot, when you have a six foot something person with three hundred something pounds coming at you, oh god, at full speed. That's I feel like, like a train, that's, it's like a freaking yeah. Fiat, bro. <laughs> anyway, you have a story for us. Oh, I do have a story. I'm gonna tell you about my first day of community college. I can't wait, bud. <laughs> so, I was actually like on my way to community college, and I was driving, driving, and driving because I live really far away. I live like almost an hour and a half, or even two hours if the traffic's bad. So I have a really early morning class, so not a lot of people are there. I what time get in the morning? Spot. Um, six o'clock in the morning is my first That's class. Disgusting. I know it's horrible, but so I get there at like six, um, and I'm sit. I I go up and I park next to a car. I'm like, huh? They're probably already in class or getting ready for class, but I don't want to like be the odd person out in the parking lot and just like park somewhere where it's an open spot and be like the only person there so i park next to someone i look over there's another person a girl bent over his lap giving him a great old bj a good old blowjob or roadhead as we like to call it in the business <laughs> but that was my first day of college i i pulled up i saw him he looked at we made straight eye contact for like 10 seconds before i pulled out where's like, there that look like oh shit or was it I just was like, like i was i looked at him and he looked at me and then i i immediately we like had like like a connection like i was <laughs> like i'm not gonna cock block you homie i got you and then i just in like the quietest because i was in like i was in my crv so it's kind of quiet and they probably didn't hear me because they're I could hear music blasting from their car. So I mm -hmm. like in the most sneakily fashion possible, so the girl didn't notice, I just I got out, I like backed up super quick 
and got out of there for my homie because I was just like, man, I see you, see you on the first day of school relieving stress. <laughs> I, I, I just gotta I just gotta help a homie out and then never cock blocked that homie in probably the proudest day of my life and that was the first day of school and I all right I've never I've never seen him on campus I think he just was there for a blowjob <laughs> maybe it was a hooker I don't know I don't even know if there are students it's possible it, it's it's definitely possible I go to community college <laughs> but uh oh my lord but yeah, let's talk about the Joker movie. Uh, Segment yes. from BJ's right into the Joker movie. That's, so, I mean, yeah, there's no other better way. So I got to go see it with a friend. That was fun. Um, it was also kind of like, it was, I don't want to say it's creepy. It's definitely not creepy. At the end, it kind of gets like, oh, shit just got real. Like, mm-hmm. there's a certain point in the movie where, like, it's building up to a one point where it just snaps like the entire it's like it's i find it actually it's a really good movie go check it out if you haven't watched it to be very honest like and if you it's pretty good and if you haven't watched it stop listening now otherwise you're gonna get some super big spoilers i'm sure yeah so you don't want to get to have that movie spoiled you should just like just turn around and leave yeah very honest yeah yeah and then so when i was watching it it was like pretty laid back at the start like he was a clown doing his thing selling whatever the fuck he was selling because it was he was part of like a rent-a-clown business um yeah which i guess he got his stuff stolen he got beaten up a lot and that was like really hard for him to deal with because through the movie you learn that he has like mental disorders and like all this other stuff that's wrong with him like his mom is uh, also mentally disabled his um, adopted mom mind you his adopted which, mom yes which he didn't know until way late in the movie yeah and that also broke him that was another, oh for sure that was a huge thing that like destroyed his mindset and then there was points where he wanted to be a comedian that was like his dream i guess that was the point of the movie that's why the joker um but he always wanted to make people laugh and with his mom lying to him about a lot of things and him not being mentally stable it was i guess it led up to a point where he was in therapy and he just hated everything i guess just because he already knew his life was bad and he just tried to get through it but at some point in therapy when he gets his drugs for his mental disorder i don't even know what mental disorder he had I, well i don't i don't know what he had either it sounds like or it sounded like he had some sort of like depression slash anxiety thing and yeah, then he had that whole laughing like a, thing like a bipolar almost it was it, it was I mean, something more than that too because he was delusional would... like he was delusional as well like he would I don't think, think it's up. quite bipolar just because usually people have like their really passive and then really aggressive sides oh yeah and he was more just like he even says he, so in he the had movie. it built up he, no one just snapped. no one no one knew that I existed until a few days ago and that's when he killed people yeah so at that like... point he's starting to see like a positive turn for his life and him starting to get noticed because he's doing so some just, really effed up shit yeah it's like it's depression and then anxiety but like also in the movie he was um he was also delusional but yeah like i was saying when he went to therapy the he got his drugs from that to help him with his depression and shit so he yeah. goes to back to the therapist and they say oh we're gonna have to shut it down and i'm not gonna be able to give your happy pills anymore give you your happy overdose drug pills anymore and it's not just him it's all of the oh yeah all of the you know mentally ill people that were at that facility because the whole city cuts its funding oh yeah and also in the scene we learned that well i don't know which um therapy scene it was but we learned that he's 
um, he's been to an, an insane asylum or an asylum. Yeah, I think that was the first one when yeah, she when he one. asks why I was there. <laughs> yeah, that's really just yeah, it's deep. But anyway, so he gets his drugs cut off and during this time of him being depressed and having all of his anxiety and stuff he is in a train well no he um it was the gun scene that was that's what happened um a bunch of kids beat him up like i said he stole his sign he got beat up um and then one of his friends which not really his friend um because everyone thought he was a freak because of how he tried to hide his depression and how he tried to be happy um so one of his so-called friends gave him a gun to protect himself from people it was like a co-worker it, yeah it was co-worker yeah friend co-worker same difference but you know that fake friend he, he, he tried to act like a friend but really wasn't yeah like the friend that would be like oh i don't know this guy if you got in trouble Mm-hmm. that's kind of actually like he did exactly that's exactly that. what happened <laughs> yeah but um so he had the gun on him at all times now because he wanted to be protected and he had a gig at like a hospital a children's, a children's hospital. hospital a children's hospital in fact and he drops the gun r- runs out of the hospital because he's scared shitless now at this point does he run out? I thought he just oh, kind of, like, stands there awkwardly and just says, like, holds his finger up to his mouth, like, shh, don't tell my people. Yeah, he did that, and then I think he walked out or something. I remember that point, though. But I'm okay. pretty sure he walked out. But at that point, like, it was super, super, like, just tense. Because you oh, knew I definitely... something was going to happen with that gun. Especially because oh, yeah. his boss calls him. He's in, like... He's in the rain. Was it raining? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was raining. He was in his entire clown outfit. He get he calls his boss, and then, then he gets fired because you can't really t- carry a gun into a children's hospital. I mean, you could if you're a cop, but, I mean, fuck. And once anyway. he learns he's fired, he freaking oh, yeah. uses his head to head smash the glass in a phone booth. Yeah, that like, shows you how mentally stable he is at this point. Not to mention the awesome oxymoron of it raining while him being in a clown outfit, him trying to show that he's happy while rain, which is a common symbol for depression, is just raining upon him. If you didn't notice this already, Joker's a fucking deep-ass movie. And, like, it's very, oh, yeah. like... If you haven't watched it, go. It's, it's very good. Let me just stress this again. Go watch it. But he takes he goes into the subway after learning that he's fired with all his built up anxiety he's in the subway these three girls are i mean those Two, three guys three guys three guys is hitting kind on of, one girl yeah yeah and they're drunk um they start hitting on the girl and then they say a joke or something and he starts laughing cuz for some reason, with all of his built-up anxiety, he, he puts the excuse on for laughing, um, which we find... I don't even think it was a real thing. I think he just used it as an excuse to Well, and then laughing. if you... Did you realize that at the beginning of the movie, like, he, he was crying, but he was still laughing. Yeah. Or he was trying to still smile. Which, yeah, he was. Um... Like, is a common thing for people who are trying to hide their emotion for a, for a different reason. Oh, yes. I'm very... Like, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> uh, oh, ooh. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's, let's keep going. Yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, basically he's just trying to hide the fact that he is, like, super, super sad still just by laughing. And I, I really don't know if that's, I don't think there really is a legitimate reason for that, except for maybe when he learns through the same mental hospital that his mom's 
boyfriend would abuse him. And I think at one point yeah, that, that it caused some like brain broken. damage. Yeah. Which like I you could see have to put, like it's a puzzle that we have to like put together throughout the movie to be very for honest. sure. Which is it's really entertaining though to do, but like, and slightly unnerving. <laughs> oh yeah, but anyway, he was in the subway, <laughs> and so he starts laughing uncontrollably. The lady leaves because she's uncomfortable. I would understand why. There's a wet clown with half his makeup like running off. Um. And then two, like three guys hitting on you. So I, I would leave two if I was her, especially because I would have not to mention to get out how absolutely freaking them. creepy that is. Oh yeah, that's hella creepy. Just having like that's a clown laugh. Just that's straight me. out of like a horror movie. <laughs> it, it version Joker. The yeah, it pretty much. Joker, the Joker version of it. No, I don't know, but so. They start like, oh, what's so funny, bud? And then they start beating the crap out of him. Because the same way that the little kids do. did at the very beginning. Yeah, it's like when the it clown thing was a thing. Like, people would go out with baseball bats just in case there was a killer clown. Yeah, that's basically what they did with him. They just beat the shit out of him. Pretty much. Just, like, destroyed his face. And, and then you could, you could see it in uh, the actor's eyes. There is a moment where he, like, totally just snaps and the like just pulls the gun out like, and so oh, good at that too joaquin phoenix was so great his acting skill to portray like the like he was on the fence of psycho like becoming a psychopath he was so good at leaning and acting like he was on like the fence and portraying like the feelings so then, like, interesting enough, I didn't know this until one of my relatives told me, but his brother, his younger, I think it was younger brother, committed suicide. Oh. So I think uh, there was... It have been like easy to portray because... Easier was, like, and or harder because that's, whole, that's bringing that up true. like a whole separate like set of feelings for that. So that I could true. see, I mean... He's definitely, I don't want to say, has seen that type of action before because it's not like everyone is, you know, yeah. homicidal when it comes to having mental issues. But yeah, definitely, but... like, the whole sad part of his acting, it was very surreal. All of yeah, it. Yeah, it was very, it felt very real to just see that. But anyway, he was getting the shit kicked out of him. Like any normal person when they're laughing because they're a clown so <laughs> so he's getting the shit kicked out of him they he ends up pulling out a gun shooting one of the guys i think like two times in the chest and then the last guy he just unloads on no he shoots yeah, and that one was guy a little... in the chest once and then shoots one guy in the leg and shoots one guy in the chest again kills the two people in the train and then the guy no I'm, I'm, I'm a dumbass. One of the guys escapes after seeing his two friends die. They both run out of the subway, and he's trying to get to the stairs, and then he shoots him in the leg. Mm-hmm. The guy starts crawling up the stairs, and this is, like, it gets really, like, it, there's at least, like, two points in the movie where, it, like, it, it peaks and then drops down to, like, a subtleness. This was one of the it, peaks. It goes from 100 to 0 really like quickly. Really quick. And then. But I think there's just two huge peaks in the movie. Everything else is like build up or just plot. Pretty much. But, so the build up was him literally crawling, trying to get away from him. And he's just walking up slowly to him. Like a psychopath. <laughs> Um, and then slowly and raises his gun and unloads like, I, think, I mean, I think unloads he, the all of, of the, the bullets clip. and the rest of the gun. Yeah, and after that, he kind of like he acknowledges what he's done, but he doesn't care. He just kind of like runs home. And I mean, actually, no, he doesn't run home. He goes. I to thought that he did. Boat. No, he went to the girl's apartment first before he went home. Yeah. Is that not the scene where he goes? 
No, he makes out with uh, the girl in the apartment. Oh, he makes out with her after that? Okay. Okay. If you guys are lost, it's because um, in the beginning of the scenes, this is this is like the puzzle we're trying to put together right now to make it yeah. in like the best order. But after him being beat up, he went home in his shitty apartment, and he's going up in an elevator, and there's a mom and her kid there. And he goes up the elevator, and she's like, kids, am I right? And then she does the gun to the head, blow it up type thing like i want to die and then in the hallway he does the exact same thing but hella fucking creepy mm-hmm. um but at the point in the movie mason i had to explain this to you but this was mm-hmm. like this isn't the point in the movie like where you can't trust anything anymore like you couldn't i can't trust the entire movie because of this so he goes and he makes out with a girl in the apartment after he killed those two guys because he feels relieved like all of his stress came out when he killed those people and then so he makes out with that girl because I guess he liked her which was kind of like still kind of creepy that he did that but we go into this the more plot where he wants to become a comedian and he's building a relationship with this girl like it's his girlfriend now and through this he becomes a comedian um he goes on a show he's absolute garbage <laughs> because of his stage fright well yeah because of his stage fright i mean he yeah. could have been funny but also his jokes were kind of shit they were total let's be honest like really bad <laughs> they're like really bad like if you're watching in the movie theater then you'd probably were like ew but <laughs> it was like watching <laughs> two like orphans fight over food it's it's like it's entertaining but it's still like hard to watch because you're kind of hungry too and you kind of just want to get them out of the way so you can eat the food but (laughs) anyway um more bad jokes coming up from me soon but um he's his mom has a stroke at one point I'm pretty sure. And he only lives with his mom, who's also delusional, by the way. Um, And he, in some point in the movie, she writes to... Okay, this... Okay, there's so much to talk about from this movie. (laughs) She she writes to um, Mr. Thomas Wayne. Wayne. Thomas Wayne. I didn't remember his first name. Thomas Wayne. Batman's dad. Batman's dad. Daddy. Um, And (laughs) why do I have to say it like that? But... Um, so she writes to him because she believes that um, whoever the fucking kid is is his kid, and she yeah she believes she that. thinks that his her her son also known as the Joker is Thomas Wayne's son. Yeah, I don't even remember what his actual name is. I only remember that his name was the Joker, Arthur Fleck. Yeah, it was Arthur. Yeah, okay. It was hard for me to remember that, but anyway. So, at that point, she she got, like, really sick, and he tried to visit Thomas Wayne's um, manor. Yep. Um, This is all while the girlfriend thing's still happening, by the way. So, he goes to Thomas Wayne's manor, and he sees Bruce Wayne's... Bruce Wayne. The little kid Bruce Wayne, because he's still a little child. And he, like, does jokes for him, because he's a clown. He's a... Like does magic and stuff and he wants to see his dad physically assaults the guard um who i i think is alfred pennyworth i think it's alfred too because he's like a younger version of him and he still Mm -hmm. has like he still sounds like an intellect so yes i I believe it is well and doesn't he call bruce master or something like that oh yeah i i could be wrong yeah he said young master i'm pretty sure so I, I believe it's Alfred. I, I didn't pick up on any names from it, but I'm pretty sure it's Alfred. I'm Yeah, I'm like 99% sure that that was Alfred. Yeah, but then, so, they tell him his mom was delusional. This is this is in the point of the movie, he doesn't go check the records from this hospital yet. 
he goes to a fundraiser i'm pretty sure or like a no it was a mayor campaign it was like a uh, like like a a, movie premiere basically yeah oh a movie oh that's what it fucking was it was a movie premiere i can't remember but uh buddy you're cutting out (laughs) i'm cutting out yeah can you hear me now yeah well we're good then anyway he was at a movie premiere and at that point like he he's watching the movie for some reason he sneaks in becomes one of the theater i don't even remember what they're called um i don't i don't fucking know i don't really care the no, people with this, the red hats, dude. Yeah, like the aisle guards with the flashlights, and they're like making yeah, they sure that no out. one's disturbing anything. Yeah, the, the yeah. people that are like, "Hey, can you can you be more quiet? Shh, fucking yeah. loser." But Pretty much. That's that's the type of person that he dressed up as, and then he sees he sees Thomas Wayne get up to use the bathroom as one would during a movie, and he goes in and confronts Thomas Wayne about being his son. And at that point, he gets his shit kicked in again. I mean, like, he's he's already been through enough, but, like, to have that happen, it's, like, just building up more stress to get to the other peak in the movie. And at this point, he's doing the dirty and getting beat up. And Thomas Wayne explains to him, your mom was delusional. She was... She was not right in the head, bro. So he goes to the asylum that Thomas Wayne told her, told him about, I'm pretty sure, unless I was missing another key point in there. But he visits the asylum, finds the records, steals the records somehow, even, like, Jesus. Like, I don't even remember. Yeah, he steals it through, like, the clerk's window. Yeah, which is just like a, oh my god. How did this guy let him have these documents? Because that guy was huge. Like, well, when you're... He was behind he a was like, whole fence. I know, but like he was grabbing... He was behind food. like... But yeah. Arthur was like a... He's like a skinny dude. Even in the movie, it showed him being super skinny. Which yeah. is also super creepy, by the way. Like, because <laughs> he danced in a really weird, weird way that contorted his body. The way that Potter describes as hippie worm dance. <laughs> hippie worm dancing. Yep. He was doing the hippie worm dance, and it was creepy. But I don't understand how he got the documents like that, because he's a skinny-ass, like, person. And that guy was actually, like, he he was he wasn't, like, built, but he was, like, you could tell he had some, like... He was big. Yeah, he, he was, was a big, big. boy. <laughs> but he stole the documents, found out it was true. She was delusional. And, and finds out all the stuff about his past. Yeah, but I think that actually is just the mental disorder that he had. He was delusional, had anxiety and depression. I think that's just. I don't I know if there's symptoms up. to a big thing. But yeah, at that point, yeah, yeah that sums that that basically sums up what he had. But so he finds out about everything. He goes to visit his mom in the hospital because he's been <laughs> lied to for years. And, and even smothers her to death. Yeah, he smothers her with a pillow in the hospital, which was another peak moment in the movie. Uh, yeah. With a whole creepy, like, you've been lying to me forever. I finally know the truth. Picks up a pillow and, like... Yeah. Totally but just... Was it before? Suffocates or after when he found out that none of anything was real anymore? Because he... No, he killed his mom and then went to the girl's house, right? I don't know. Hello? Hello? There we go. Oh, Oh. you cut out. Did I? I think you did. That's nice. That is very nice, but... After he killed his mom, did he go to the girl's house? Or was that before? Like, his so-called girlfriend? I think that was after. I think that was after. Yeah. So he killed his mom, goes to his girlfriend's house, um, and then... Is soaking wet because it's been raining. Oh, yeah. Sits on the couch waiting for her. And then she opens the door to find him in there. And this is this is the point in the movie where, like, I can't trust anymore, and I had to explain it, explain it to Mason, like I said. 
And so she doesn't know who he is. He was he was delusional through that whole period. And he was just thinking up thinking her up in his mind the entire time. Which is insane to me. And as well as that, as like but he still like somehow did the comedy show for real. And like Bill Murray saw it, which was like a real thing. I don't understand well, how that wasn't a delusion. I I think some of it was a delusion. Because remember how um, he says a joke about something and you kind of get the impression that everyone laughs. Or you hear in the background like crowds oh, yeah. erupting in laughter. I think and he then, sees that. But he's actually doing the show. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's actually doing the show. He's absolute like garbage. But like he thinks but he doesn't up, realize right? that until until Murray shows his clip on the show. Yeah, and there's just no one laughing. And Murray, who is his idol, FYI, is making fun of him for it. Yeah, on live television like, to literally millions of people. Don't worry, he gets his revenge on that, though. <laughs> oh, for sure. Which is, once again, another peak point of the movie. Oh, yes. But him, him finding out, wait a second, so I thought all this up the entire time, like, actually breaks him. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point... He is scheduled to appear on the Bill Murray show because they want Murray. him to come. <laughs> the Murray, well, the Murray show. show. Bill Murray is an actual care. actor. <laughs> the Murray show. Um, and he's going to be appearing on there because Bill Murray wanted to roast him in front of a live studio audience because he's a fucking G. And anyway. So effed up. <laughs> which is really horrible. But... At that point, he he's already broken, and he decides, you know what? I'm going to embrace the killer clown thing. Because through this whole entire scenario, the, like, the people that died in the subway, people saw a clown run out from that. And they saw him, well, they saw him, but they didn't see his face because he's wearing a clown costume. So it was like a killer clown thing going off around the city. But, well, and it wasn't even that, but it was more of a like a social movement basically for everyone oh, who yeah. was living in poverty to the point oh, yeah. where like they were having the mayor election and Thomas oh, yeah. Wayne called like, all of those people raids. clowns. Yeah. He said if you don't amount to anything, everyone who's above you sees you as a clown. So everyone was putting on clown masks to true. like embrace the idea. And but, I think what appealed to the Joker was that he started that, and people were yeah. starting like to the point where literally half the city, if not more, was starting to realize like the importance of what he had done, and yeah, he liked also, the attention. Like, he liked the attention, but he also was. Um... Here's a little background on that, <laughs> real quick, because we're <laughs> skipping like a really big point of it. Those three people that he killed were part of the Wayne company, like really higher up people. And, yeah, and I think in the movie they say they were on like they were Wall Street guys or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and they're also big douches and people in the lower class were like, "Man, I'm so glad that they're gone." So that also helped the clown movement go forward with people in poverty because they're just like, "Yes, this is this is good." I like this. And then that just built it further throughout the movie. So that was happening through the movie. And at this point when he's going on the Murray show, he's like, I'm going to be a clown because I'm the first ever. Well, I was the first clown. Basically. Mm -hmm. And this is when it kind of peaks again. I feel like when his two friends come <laughs> into the apartment Two so ex-co-workers. Two ex-co-workers. The one that gave him a gun and a midget. I like the midget guy, by the way. He's super cool. Shout out I to thought he was... whoever who plays him. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Not to mention the <laughs> joke that happens. Oh, my lord. <laughs> okay, that was actually messed, though. So they walk It was into super messed apartment. up, but I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, they walk into his apartment. Um, Arthur locks the door behind him. They are who, wondering Arthur why he's is in clown full thing. clown makeup, like full yeah. Joker makeup at this point. FYI, 
FYI, that's not even like actual makeup. It's paint, and yeah. then it's hair dye, and it's like the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, for the actual like Joker look that we've all seen on the wonderful meme pages. Oh yeah, very. When he gets hit by a car, of course. <laughs> um, which the movie created meme culture, which was amazing. But anyway, let's get back to this before we talk about meme culture. Yep. So at this point and also the cops are questioning him because cops always find out by the way and detectives detectives oh yes fucking finding out everything (laughs) i'm glad they didn't find my basement i'm joking please please don't check my basement oh you're Um, such a joker oh (laughs) more bad jokes coming to you live on thursday 8 15 p.m anyway 16 (laughs) p.m Shut up. <laughs> Just because you're ahead of me in time. Okay. By one minute. <laughs> By one minute, actually? That's insane. But, so, they're wondering why the hell he's in, like, full makeup for, like, a clown. And he's just, like, talking to him about random stuff and, like, the clown movement. And then he kind of snaps at one point about the... I think one of his co-workers mentioned how, I'm sorry you got fired. Uh, it sure. was that, and then they, he said that the detectives had been going back to the work and like interrogating people, and he wanted to see what Arthur's story was so that their stories could match up. It's, it's, he was basically being the friend again, like, but I don't want to get in trouble, so I want to make sure I don't. Yeah, he was like, "I want you to say these things and stuff." Like, I had nothing to do with it. And then, so yeah, he just snaps at that point. He snaps. He gets scissors. (laughs) Did he slice his neck first, or did he? No, he stabbed him in the neck. Oh, he stabbed him in the neck. That was the thing. Why? Why are we talking so casual about this? (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, we're a little desensitized. I mean, yeah, look at this podcast. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So he stabs him in the neck, continues to stab him for a really long time while the midget is watching in the corner. Freaking out. Freaking out like, oh my god, Arthur, Arthur. He has an accent. I think he's from like... It's like a British. It's a British British accent. He's like, Arthur, Arthur. Arthur." (laughs) (laughs) He's freaking out because he's like, he doesn't know what's happening, dude. Because he didn't, he knows he's had a mental breakdown, but like... There's a guy dying right in front of him, and there's blood everywhere. That's Literally, like, actually, ugh. It was <laughs> everywhere. It was, like, hella gory. And then he he tells, there is a point where he Arthur stops, the Joker stops, and he's just like, no, you can go. And he's yeah. Like, Are you sure? And, he's, and then he scares him, too. He's like, boo. And then he freaks the fuck out. Like, he does like that. Do that. He does that grandfather thing where they're like, yeah, you're free to go. Or like, bye. And then you walk past them and they're like, ah! Yeah, and then he scares him. And then he tries to unlock, he tries to open the door and he realizes it's locked because he's too short. I, I forgot what the punchline, like, what he said was. I'm pretty sure it was just like, oh. He's just, he just turned around you. and was like, Arthur, a little, can you, can you? And he's can like, oh, shit, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> shit, man, I'm sorry, yeah. And then he unlocks the door for him, and he just walks out of there. Yep. Witnessing a murder. But at this point, that was another peak in the movie. And Mm -hmm. I actually... Actually, there's not multiple peaks. There's a build-up to a high peak at the beginning of the movie. It goes down. Another huge build-up for another point in the movie. Which we're about to get to. But then... The, the, we're at the point where it goes up and down, up and down, like, really consistently. Like, there's, like, short... Because all the other peaks had long build-ups for them. Yeah, this is the short this build-up like to, like, the highest peak. to high peaks, yeah. To the highest so, peak, in my opinion. And then, like, it just all makes sense after that. Oh, yes. And so, he is getting out of his apartment, dressed up like how the meme shows mm-hmm. when he gets hit by the car he's all in a suit suit and tie looking hella fly and 
He's going down the stairs doing the dance, the Joker stairs, which are famous, and I want to go see them someday. Um, he gets chased by the cops who are like, hey, Arthur. Like, Stop, Arthur. We stop. have to talk. Yeah, we have to talk. And then he just books it. Bolts. He Peanut just, would be so proud. Oh, yes. Our cross-country coach would have, like, he would have nutted. <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't want to imagine that. Oh, God. You. You. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. He. He bolts into the street, gets hit by a car. Thank you for the meme culture. Um, he gets hit by a car, keeps on running because he's a badass. And That's then right. He goes onto the subway, and at this point, there's a huge clown rally already going on. People are, like, already, like, rioting with clown masks on. And there's actually, like, a scheduled, like, riot day. So when he goes on the sub, there's... Did I say submarine? You I said think... sub. No, like, before I think I said submarine at one point. Well, I was thinking submarine, but the subway. Um, <laughs> when he's on it... <laughs> There's a bunch of people in masks, so it's really hard to tell them apart. And at one point, he steals one of the masks off one of the guys, and the cop... Does the cop shoot someone? The cop, uh, like, tells people to take their masks off, and they start, like, crowding him, and then they try to, like, kind of swarm him, and then he shoots someone, and then then at that point... Yeah, and then they, like, brutally... I think they just said that he was... Like, they they were both like in intensive care. Oh yeah, but so there's two cops that got the shit beat out of them, and then as he's walking away and he's seeing them getting beat up, he does the little like na 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 you couldn't mm-hmm. catch me thing, which is hella funny, but like holy shit. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he go he's on the Murray show now, and. At this point, we're in a, another... Because that was another peak with the cops and stuff. Which was like a peak right after a peak. Looking like Mount Everest. But then we have a little slow build-up. A, a tiny bit of slowness. Where he explains what happened. Like, why he wanted to be a comedian on The Murray Show. And at this point, he kind of like snaps again. Because he's telling him that he's a psychopath. Well, not a psychopath. He's just not funny. And he snaps. And he starts telling him about how no one noticed him until he killed those three guys. That's what he said. I think those were actually his exact words. And Yeah, that is, that is exactly what he said. He said, because yeah. before this, no one noticed me. No one would have noticed me. Not until I killed those three people. And then, and then everything the just like, drops. Just, everything just... He just got... Fucked. The plot just got sucker punched, like, hardcore. Yeah, it did. And To the point where even Murray is just, like... He's thinking that it's a joke. Yeah, he's Because all of joke. the jokes that he had done before that were super were dark horrible. like that. And they were also horrible. So... Yeah. It was, like... At this point, Murray's just, like... Okay, so why did you kill these three people? Trying to, like, oh, this is a joke, where's the punchline? Mm-hmm. And then Joker's like, there is no punchline, Murray. This isn't a joke. And then... I think he's like, knock, knock, who's there? And he's like, he's practiced this, like, whole scenario in his head. And he shoots Murray in the head. Directly in the skull. And he... And the face he had after that, he was so proud of himself. And then, dude, I, I heard the... none of that. My freaking Wi-Fi. I don't know if it's mine or if it's yours. Mine's fine. I think it's your ASU crap internet with five G, bro. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely me because I live in the freaking. Yeah, house. I have no idea. This is really weird. Well. For everyone that did hear me, what before, did you talk about? Just like I talked about how he shot Murray in the head and he, how he practiced the scene, like him shooting him in the head, like he practiced that before. He practiced the entire scenario. 
Yeah, he did. Which psychopaths do, by the way. Or sociopaths. Yeah. I don't know what the correct term for that is. I will have to look up the definition. Because I know there is a difference between psychopath and sociopath. Yep. Um, we want to be correct on this podcast. We, we want to be correct. Even though we're not politically correct, we still want to be correct. Um, <laughs> God but, damn it. It's doing it again. Anyway. He just wants to... Like... He shoots him in the head. That's where I'm going with this. And the face... He and then like makes a public him, announcement he on the yeah, he makes on the TV or on the radio. Sorry, on the camera. Oh yes, on the camera, live TV. And everyone is like, "Oh and no!" And they're like trying to run away, and he's just like, like walking out. Gets arrested so, so in the back of the like police that. car. He's riding. But he also he's was smiling on as the like show a whole clown Joker, army is destroying everything. Where it was like, yeah, and this is part of the Gotham universe. And yeah. I actually think I kind of like this Joker a lot more than the other Jokers I've seen because just of his backstory and like his acting capability. For sure. Oh yeah, but at the end of the movie, he's getting carried off in a police car because he killed someone, of course. And he, another car. There's a huge riot going on now. Because a bunch of people in the clown costumes saw someone shoot them in the head. Some someone's they saw another clown shoot someone in the head. There's people killing other people, and in this madness, Thomas Wayne dies, and that's the Batman origin, basically. Yep. That's the start of the Batman origin, yep. where a person in a clown mask kills him, and he, the Joker is in a cop car being carried away, and two people in Joker masks hit. The police car with a semi truck. Find with out an that ambulance. What was an ambulance? I forgot. I thought it was a semi truck. Yeah. It looks like a semi truck, but they hit him with an ambulance, which is like super ironic in and of itself. And then he, they they see that. Oh wait, this is this is the guy. This is the guy that killed Murray and also killed those three guys. Mm-hmm. So they treat him like a god. They treat him like a god. They pull him out, put him on the hood of the cop car that's smashed in. Or was it a taxi cab? I think it was uh, I think it was the police car. I think it was the cop car. Yeah. So they put him on the hood. There's a bunch of stuff happening now. There's a bunch of like news things going on. And at this point, they show him getting like waking up from being unconscious from the car hit he wakes up and him being hailed as a hero hailed as a hero by a huge crowd of people he has a blood spot on his face and he smears it into a smile and starts doing his creepy dance again his hippie worm (laughs) and at this point it's just like wow this really happened and then he was taken into police custody i think that was the second thing uh i think they ended up just booking him because the next thing you see is like him in the mental hospital oh yeah you're right with the interrogator or the therapist or whatever the hell she was i think it was the therapist which i kind of feel like that was kind of i feel like that could have been the start of the movie and all of that was just him talking about it I feel like that could be totally accurate. Yeah, which is also kind of like, how can we trust that if, like, he's also delusional? Yep. This is, like, it's very, it's a very great plot for a movie, and I am very thankful for watching this movie. So, watch However, the movie, guys. we have to talk about my favorite line, because... Uh, did, did he say, why so serious? He does not say why so serious, but she is starting to ask him a question and he starts laughing at it or she, he starts just laughing and she goes, what's so funny? And he says, oh, just a joke. And she says, do you want to tell me? And he goes, nah, you wouldn't get it, (laughs) which is hilarious because earlier on the Murray show, they talk about how comedy is subjective to everyone. 
Oh yeah. Oh my lord. This this is I, just a deep movie that everyone needs to see. Like once I heard that, I like started immediately dying laughing in the theaters. Not like out loud, but you know like when like you do the silent chuckle and you look like oh, you're yeah, absolutely like, <laughs> mad. Yeah. I got so many looks and I was like, you know, it's not my fault that I have a really twisted sense of humor. Y'all y'all just need to like get with the program. Calm the hell down. All y'all yeah. need to calm the hell down. Oh, but I'm from okay. Placerville, I can talk like a western person it's fine western person i'm from yeah. the mountains but i talk like a surfer sometimes so it's kind of that's funny. right that is right yeah but it's because i look like a surfer too so i don't even know i don't even yeah but anyway let's talk about the meme culture this created the i don't even know how the memes originated to be very honest and i'm like it seems like lord yeah it like seems like those were it. created before the movie was even out yeah um actually it was created before the movie because of the trailer of him dancing down the stairs but then there was oh another, you're right there was another add on to it which was him getting hit by the car you're so right him, so people would make memes like him dancing like yeah i'm having a grand old time and then him getting hit by a car and it's like oh well, i'm dead basically and those are the type of memes people were making like the drake memes of like yeah that's good and the oh hell no type mm-hmm. of thing it was it was very very good for the meme culture i don't even know how that originated though like did someone just like think huh i bet i could make joke well that's basically how every other fucking meme is made and it's just a very philosophical movie and i'd like to thank everyone who was making that movie to be very honest because like that was amazing and i loved that yeah and it's just so philosoph like you could just take the meaning of the movie and then expand it further out to like however you want that's how open they left it they also left it very closed as well it's just a very good dynamic for a movie to have in its plot for sure now because you probably already heard the intro um 50 like 55 minutes ago (laughs) i created an intro for this podcast that is very philosophical and you probably all thought we're just high as a kite we're we're both completely sober mason are you sober oh yeah okay we're both completely sober just have to check (laughs) (laughs) but this thing i made which i will play through the mic right now um is very philosoph like philosophical and there's a reason why i made this um intro and i'm going we're going to explain it to you um so if you can shut your mouth real quick mason even though i've been talking this entire time i'm gonna play the <laughs> i'm gonna play the audio <laughs> here we go this is the real action the pot party the trippers the grasshoppers the hip ones all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite outside the boundaries of their phony world of kicks is the ever-present possibility of discovery this must be avoided at all costs for discovery brings with it the penalties of society shame arrest prison so destroy the evidence leave not a trace burn it in paper trash that way they can deny possessing the illegal marijuana Okay, there's a lot of take in there. <laughs> Mostly pot and marijuana. I'm going to start with the background music first. So it works actually really well with the message. Like, the old... I, I got that audio from a 1920 documentary on marijuana. And the background music is called Renaissance which actually fits very well for this podcast, the Age of Enlightenment, um, where they were not afraid to create new ideals and opinions. And that kind of sums up our podcast in a way, because we're not afraid to talk about anything. We have very fucked up humor, and we also really don't care what other people think, which will lead into the narrating portion of the um, intro. 
which is him talking about the pot party and how they have um, a closed mind view by themselves with only a select group of people and they do this so that they don't have to deal with the consequences of society and the marijuana burning also is very the the end of it where they say hide the marijuana burn it put it in paper trash that is also very symbolic let me get into this <laughs> let me crack my knuckles oh my <laughs> lord I, I don't know if you guys can tell this already, but Mason is a very highly sophisticated fellow. And I had to run this by him very, like, I think I ran this by him before the, this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I had to explain what this was. So I'm going to explain no, it again didn't. to you. And Well, I, I kind of explained it. I told you the philosophy behind it. And I just yeah, kinda kind of want an intro for this. Yep. But let me explain in further detail so no one gets confused. The Fine. pot party it it consists of this podcast. We are a select group of people that are listening to a podcast because we have ideals of the same. Or you're just listening to be entertained, or you're listening to be pissed off at us for no reason at all. Um <laughs> So we have that. We're all thinking around the same ideals and origins. And we have this podcast for a select few people because we can't really be judged on it. We can't really be judged for things we say. And we kind of hide ourselves in our podcast by like how the message said. We hide ourselves because society would look down on us for having these ideals, which is... I mean, when we laugh at people getting shot in the head, like Bill Murray. <laughs> it's not Bill Murray. It's, it's, I'm sorry. That's first, yeah. The Murray. <laughs> anyway, he got shot in the head. And you can see how like messed up we are in the head from laughing at those jokes like we were talking about. And us having those ideals can are very outlooked from society's point of view because everyone's PC nowadays. If you're not, then it's seen as a bad thing. Do you agree, Mason? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't want to be, like, talking this entire time. <laughs> and, like, even though I have. <laughs> but I talk a lot. But at this point, we're all, like, being judged by society in certain ways. And we, when we go out of public, we must get rid of our ideals and be open-minded. That is burning the marijuana. That is the symbolicness of that. With that. <laughs> so, my point is, when we go out in public, we're not very really free to express our opinions, but we can make something by ourselves and have other people listen to it, and we can spread our own opinion. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in a PC manner, which a lot of people want to hear nowadays. Um, because of that we have a very open minded podcast we're not very closed individuals we have many topics that we'd like to discuss and we'll probably argue with each other because we're kind of polar opposites <laughs> pretty <laughs> much um, Mason was the good student I was the bad <laughs> I was the one who made him eat he was the one who slept all the time <laughs> You're correct. I slept in class. You listened to the lecture. <laughs> but because of this, we have a very open field of view. The only real... I feel like the only, like... We have a lot of, like, things in common, but we also don't have a lot of things in common. But the biggest thing we have in common is, like, us being open-minded and, like, free to express our opinion. Because, oh, like, sure. if you walk, if you walk up to the street with me, I don't care I don't care what I say. Like, I would express my un, like unbiased opinion on any topic that you brought up to me. And I'd also, like, be very non-PC about it. And I really don't care. I couldn't give a less of two fucks. <laughs> you can... Get, as Shakespeare said, gaze 
upon thine field of fucks and see how thine field is barren. I don't care anymore, dude. Like, go kill yourself if you want to, like, judge me for my own opinion. But actually don't kill yourself because I, I, I don't want that on my conscience because I actually <laughs> kind of need to sleep because I'm in college now, but I still don't sleep. Anyway, that is why our intro is how it is. It's very philosophy-like and... It's still like I wanted to choose something that has a little bit of a shock factor and it's kind of still funny, which to be very honest, this podcast is for entertainment and it's satire. So if you can't handle that, get your pussy shit out of here. Um, <laughs> do you have another talk? Do you want to talk about any other topics, Mason, or do you feel like ending the podcast here? I mean, we're sitting at an hour and six minutes right now, bud. Yeah, we are actually actually a little bit a little bit less because i had to restart the podcast because <laughs> my audio <laughs> this is, issues this is true but i still think that's about one hour that's that's about one hour yeah so well let, let's ask a question to to the audience listening what is the meaning of life and if so <laughs> <laughs> pl- please please message us or the ultimate question social media (laughs) in any description that we have or anything that we have but please tell me the meaning of life what's your thought on it um we'll probably if we actually get responses i'll put it in the next podcast um and i hope you all have an amazing night and you can all go fuck yourselves mason what do you want to say (laughs) um Thanks for listening, I guess. If you haven't seen Joker, go see it. If you listen through all of that and you haven't seen Joker, you're an awful person. Uh, if you have seen Joker, uh, the music's great. Hooray for you. <laughs> yeah, hooray for you. Hopefully for you aren't as screwed up as everyone else is. Um, and that you actually enjoyed the movie instead of critiqued it the entire time like everyone else in the world is right now oh, yeah. um but yeah Keep anyway mind and have it's... a nice night brothers yeah and sisters i'm not james charles okay see you dudes <laughs> bye pussy